Before Florian's first baby was born, he saw a great ad for a parenting class. It was just for dads. It said, we have beer, we have chips, and you can ask all these questions. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But it was not cool for Florian. Basically, I was the only one in the whole group who intended to do paid paternal leave. And they all looked at me like something was wrong. Two years later now, Florian has made good friends with lots of moms, but that brought its own problems. I don't want to sleep with my mom friends. None of them. I, I, I just don't. This shh-don't-tell story comes from Kiel in northern Germany. If you live in Berlin, you probably see lots of dads during the weekdays uh, on the market, on the playground. In Kiel, it's basically quite traditional and it's mostly mums. In my case, my, my wife is going to university and she's, she's doing lots of studies and writing theses and uh, working and meeting and, and traveling. I'm quite envious sometimes, like when we have friends from uni over for dinner and they talk about university, pretty much all I have to say is, oh, I changed three nappies today and then she vomited. My wife completely appreciates what I do and it's, it's, it's actually interesting to, to experience this like with re reverse gender roles, but um, we've had this this big fight once where I got really grumpy and really angry and I didn't really know why and I started being really mean and, and, and uh, I found everything terrible and the weather was shit and uh, my wife kept asking me, hey, what's going on? And I, I couldn't even say what was going on because I didn't, I didn't really know what was wrong. I just felt bad in a way and um, I was crying like a, like a dad would and I said to her, uh, I feel like I have lost myself. The second I said that, I felt like, oh, that's that's really stupid. That's really, I mean, that's really something you would hear in a cheesy movie or something. But my wife looked at me and she said, um, oh, I completely get that. I had that when we lived in Berlin and I was unhappy with my job. I completely know that feeling. And what can we do about it right now so it, it'll change? And within one second... It all got easier. We kind of learned from that to figure out a way to make sure that we both find something besides being a parent. I hang out with lots of moms. It just comes with a job. Usually it's it's a bit weird at first because they, most of the times it's it's new and they feel like, oh, don't you work? Oh, where's your wife? And some, some pretty openly ask if I'm gay and I'm like, ah, would that be easier for you in a way? Then we start talking and basically it gets easier and it gets funnier and it gets nicer. And I have a very, very lovely mum group with six people, five mums and me, and we meet like twice a week in someone's yard and we do arts and crafts and make muffins and whatever. And uh, when I pick up my kid from daycare at like 1.30, we basically make play dates every day to just not go crazy, to just talk to other, other parents, which in my case is always mums. And I go to their place and uh, usually the, the husband is at work and we just sit on the couch, have coffee and the kids fight over some toy. And once we have 
you know, gotten to know each other more and we skip the, like the pretext, everything's fine and the kid is sleeping perfectly. And we really talk about what's going on, which is very important, I think. We kind of admit to each other and agree that it's very exhausting. And then jokingly, this one friend uh, I have, she told me, oh, her husband thinks it's really weird that we hang out so much. Uh, he kind of suspected I wanted to get into her pants. And I thought, oh, it, it's, it's really cool that, that she was being open about that because it's hilarious in a way. But on the other hand, we haven't really hung out that much since she told me because now it's in the room. It's not that we're acting upon it because we don't want to, but it's kind of, it's a bit weird now. I very politely laughed a little at first and then I got really angry because I felt he was suggesting all the wrong things. He was suggesting that I use my daughter to get into other mum's pants, which is quite aggressive and quite, I mean, that's not his place. And then he's suggesting that um, I want to fuck around, which I don't. He's also suggesting that my marriage is probably not really working because I apparently am looking for other mums to, to sleep with. And I, I don't even know how that would work. I mean, our kids are two and a half. We, we, we're very tired and we couldn't even take our eyes off the kids for two minutes. How on earth would we start an affair with the kids in the room? That's just disgusting. And I don't, I don't even know how that would work. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he has not even have, had all these thoughts and he hasn't really thought it through. He just feels threatened like, oh, that guy is spending time with my wife. That must be dangerous. I feel like people in the street kind of want to give advice a lot. On many occasions, I've had lovely old grandmas coming up to, to me and my daughter and saying, oh, but that's not warm enough. Oh, you're crying. What did your dad do? On several occasions when I'm tired or cranky, I, uh, I'm not very nice to those grandmas. Like... We were at the, at the mall the other day uh, in the elevator and this grandma started like patting my kid on the head saying, oh, but your curls are so cute. And I just started patting her on the head saying, oh, but your hair is so full for your age. She was very irritated. She was very like, oh, and she walked away saying things like, oh, that's so rude, that's so rude. And I thought, well, maybe it was, but you were rude first. And then... I had my daughter, she was she was a couple of months old, very young. I had her in a sling and uh, it was cold. So I had the one piece of the cloth over her head and she was just neatly tucked in. And then I had a couple of people approach me saying, excuse me, did your kid get enough oxygen? And I was like, uh, oh God, I hope so. And I checked and she was still breathing and it was, you know, I didn't, I didn't wrap her in plastic. It was just in the in the, in the fabric and she was safe and nice and warm and all, all was good. And I said, yeah, well, uh, thanks for asking, uh, bye. And then a couple of uh, minutes later, another grandma or someone in, in the street came up to me saying, that looks awfully tight. Do you think your kid has enough oxygen? And I started losing it. I was like, why do people think I want to suffocate my child? When I was asked for the third time that day, I actually told the elderly woman that my kid had died five days ago 
and my uh, therapist said it was good for me to have her close to my body for closure. She was so shocked that I had, I told her, no, 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 I was, I was just joking, but that didn't really help. She didn't, she didn't appreciate that joke and she didn't know my history of having other uh, people in the street asking me the same question. And then she left very disturbed and I, I haven't made that joke again since. And that's probably good. But it is a scene I love to imagine. Shh, Don't Tell Stories was born in a dark room with a crying baby. We search for stories that admit the secret and horrible parts of parenting, and we share them so all of us who've been there know we're not alone. Tell us what you think. Tell us your story. Shh, don't tell stories at gmail.com. That's shh with two H's and don't with no apostrophe. Shh, don't tell is created by Middling Grace Productions with special partner Baby Blues Connection. Many thanks to Jenny Conley of the Decemberists and other fame for our theme music and to cellist Colin Oldham for his wonderful music creation and scoring of this story. Don't let parenting kill you. Talk and listen.